0: Imagine if you had house guests that ate 24 hours a day, only instead of eating in your house, it's your house they ate. That's what it can be like to have termites. Worldwide, termites cause about $2 billion in damage every year. Unfortunately, most homeowners insurance does not cover termite damage. That's why experts say it's important to hire a professional to rid your home of termites as soon as bugs are found. To help prevent infestation, the National Pest Management Association recommends the following. Don't let moisture build up around the foundation of your house. Divert water away from the downspouts, gutters, and splash blocks. Reduce humidity in crawl spaces by ensuring proper ventilation. Also, remove old tree stumps and roots from around the house. For more tips or to find a professional pest control company in your area, visit www. Pestworld.org.
1: Man, is that a grim spot? <laughs> Holy mackerel! <laughs> Makes it sound like the plague. I, I want to run out and call a pest guy right now. I, know, I I'm, know. I'm thinking like those termites are just eating the beams underneath me. They're outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I guess I guess that's a well made spot. <laughs> if it gets you, gets you wanting to do that, all right. And let's hear from our good friend, as, as Dr. Andy's Andy is saying on his program, let's hear from our good friend, Ricardo Montalban. There are many ways to measure success. For the Shriners, it's the nearly 700,000 children with orthopedic and burn problems that they've helped. This is Ricardo Montalban. For over 80 years, the Shriners have provided state-of-the-art medical care to kids all over North America, totally free of charge. There is a Shriners Hospital helping kids from this area. If you know a child that the Shriners might be able to help, call 1-800-237-5055. Shriners giving help and hope to kids for over 80 years. Certainly a worthy cause. Thank you Ricardo
0: Montebon, for appearing on the program. But,
1: <laughs> you know I just I love that guy.
0: Really? I, Why? I
1: you're you're probably you're probably too young to remember this. I probably did, am. He but... did a famous commercial back in like the 80s where I was for, I think, a Ford, and he kept referring to the fine Corinthian leather. <laughs> when, they were, when they were filming the commercial, they just we talked about the fine leather. But he decided that Corinthian leather sounded really cool. So he just kept saying, even though no such thing as Corinthian leather exists. No, there's, there. Well, you, Corinth is like an island in Greece, you know? I mean, it's like... it's. Or it's a city in Greece. I know. Mean, I, I don't. It's. It's. There's no such thing as Corinthian leather. Mm-hmm. But doggone it sounded good. It does sound good, though. I mean, it, it does roll right uh, off your tongue. Apparently, it made people want to run out and buy Fords. <laughs> so go figure. The guy's a public relations genius, and you know, we got to give him credit. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's do a holiday quiz. I think looking back, and and I guess I guess I can ask the questions, and you can see how you do. You oh, are, I, you oh, you're are, putting
0: me on the spot. Fantastic. You are the news
1: director. Oh, will make me look stupid. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> no, this it. is all in fun. You don't have to get any of these. In fact, I don't. you, the listening audience, you're on the spot, too. See how many of these you can get. All right, holiday quiz. Um, all right, the war in Iraq. Which network, according to analysis by the Center for Media and Public Affairs, had the most positive coverage on the war in Iraq? This is going to be hard. Um, I'm going to go with my gut feeling and say Fox News. Uh, good guess. But not correct. Really? CBS. Fox came in second. Huh. Which I find very interesting. All right. History quiz. I know we got a lot of history majors out in the listening audience. How many generals have been elected U.S. president?
0: Okay. Let me think here. Um, Wesley
1: Clark is one of the candidates. But he has not won yet. No, but he would like to
0: be the Democratic nominee. He would like to be president. Okay. I'm trying I'm trying to count here. Uh, four?
1: No. Three? No.
0: Eisenhower, Washington.
1: Oh, God. We should Grant. Be, no, no, no. We don't. Uh, there's actually been 12 people. 12 generals have been present. 12 generals. 12 generals. Oh, wow. My guess would be, let's see. Washington. Oh, I don't want to do that. Let's this. not even do William that. William Henry Harrison. Uh, Jackson. Zachary Taylor. Franklin Pierce. Uh, James Garfield. Benjamin Harrison. Doug, I just thought you said I you know, weren't going to do this. It's foolish. Okay. <laughs> All right. How many? Okay. How many sitting, how many sitting members of the House? Attention, Dennis Kucinich. How many sitting members of the House of Representatives have been elected president? Oh,
0: um. Zero. No. Well, does Ford count because he was never elected?
1: Uh. Right. So Ford does not count. So how many? One. One? James Garfield in 1880. Okay. General Garfield. General Garfield. He was also a Congressman. General, yeah.
0: And wasn't he also. Which, one, which was the president that was, he was in, he, he served in all three branches of government. He was also um, chief justice of the Supreme Court,
1: president, um, and I believe like a, a senator. William Howard Taft was also chief justice of the Supreme Court, and John Quincy Adams was also a congressman. I don't know the answer. That's a great trivia question. I don't know the answer. Well, well by no. next week's show, we'll, we'll, do, we'll see if we can find that answer for you. <laughs> we'll do a live Trivial Pursuit. Are on you the sure end. there was one person? I'm we, pretty sure, pretty yeah. Sure. All right, all right. Next question. How many sitting... All right, attention, John, Car- John Edwards, John mm-hmm. Kerry, uh, Dick Gephardt, and Joe Lieberman. How many sitting U.S. Senators have been elected president? Uh, eight. Surprisingly, only two. Oh. Really? Yeah. Apparently only two sitting sitting senators have made it to the White House John F. Kennedy in mm-hmm. nineteen sixty and probably the most corrupt nincompoop to sit in the White House with the possible exception of the current occupant, Warren G. Harding. Senator elected in nineteen twenty. Wow. Impressive. You know, people it? say Bush is George. I I want to say this I wanna I feel that I should say this as a registered Republican, which I still am, in defense of our current president. People accuse him of being the dumbest man to sit in the Oval Office, and but I, there
0: was a guy who was in a coma for a while, wasn't there?
1: <laughs> Go on. I hadn't thought about him. <laughs> uh, yes. sorry, I destroyed your joke. You're Go two, on. Yes, actually, yeah, <laughs> there's two. But no, no, I really think he's only the third dumbest guy to be president. Because I think you could make the case that Chester Alan Arthur and Warren G Harding were even less <laughs> competent to be chief executive than George W. I believe that's wrong. It's good company. It's, it's good just my company. opinion. But hey, you know. But that's why you're on the radio. That's Doug, what we're here to, for. Give, to give us your opinion. <laughs> Thank you. All right, number another question. Uh, this summer, this okay, this one I know you'll get for sure. This Don't. is this is under the, the category of oddities. This summer, groups dozens of young people suddenly showed up. It says groups of dozens of young people suddenly showed up in parks, stores, and other public places all over the world performed various silly stunts, and ran off without explanation. What were these Internet-organized gatherings called? Oh, flash mobs. Correct. Flash mobs. I bet a lot of our older listeners are not aware of the flash mob phenomenon. Would you like me to explain that to you, Doug? Why don't you, being a younger person? Oh, well, thank old you, geezers.
0: Um, basically, a flash mob is it's it's through email, it's through text messaging, which are things that are on your cell phone, um, and it's basically someone will send out a message to a bunch of people, and through people's social networks, they'll all decide, say, for example, at um, 2:32 p.m., they'll show up at the San Francisco Museum of Natural History in front of the Tyrannosaurus Rex and hum the Star-Spangled Banner or something. <laughs> They'd all show up at that time, uh-huh. do that, not not know who anyone else is, uh-huh. and then disperse. Uh-huh. And I guess, a
1: great country or what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Talk about free time. <laughs> but uh, uh, I've never actually been involved in one, but I've always actually... Always wanted to be invited to one.
1: Well, it's good you know? to have gold. I think that before I die, I should join a flash mob and do something like that.
0: Well, maybe we can organize our own.
1: Well, by God, why not? We have the power before us to do so. Well, let's put them on the list of things to do in 2004. Let's organize a flash mob. All right, international. Holiday quiz continues. We'll do a few more. Mm-hmm. International. What What did the mayor of Escatepec, Mexico, abolish in a desperate attempt to fight police corruption? Oh, I have no idea. He apparently banned traffic fines. A little Mordida, you ever been like in Mexico? And occasionally <laughs> you'll uh, you'll pull out from the curb and a guy will come up and he'll kind of like, kind of whap his nightstick on the car and he kind of wants, he mm. wants a small ah, candy. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, I was in Puerto Vallarta once and my brother-in-law pulled out and the cop pulled right over to him and starts doing that number and I pull up and start speaking Spanish, <laughs> which the guy looked at me like, oh, rats. <laughs> Foiled again. Like, he's like, all right, go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the dumb gringo just to go. I don't know what you're saying, but will you go away for 5 bucks? Yeah. I know. I know. It happens. So anyway, the mayor, the poor mayor of Escatepec, Mexico, trying to uh, fight this police corruption attempted to ban traffic fines. All right, speaking of what we were just saying about uh, bicycles in China, what Asian city once filled with bicycles just banned bikes from its streets to make way for automobiles? Shanghai. Correct. That was just a lucky guess. Yeah, apparently the city of Shanghai is now moving up in the world. They want to fill them. They want to fill their streets with uh, polluting cars and get rid of the non-polluting bikes. Well, I think don't
0: they have like uh they're they're building the tallest building in the world right now there or something? It's just this amazing building boom that's happening. I, in Shanghai. I think you may be right. Yeah, I
1: don't,
0: I don't. I haven't been following that. All right, how many? Let's do one more here.
1: We need more. like a little bell in here
0: or something for when I get it right, and a buzzer.
1: You know, and I want to I want to put a moment to thank who our my producer, Mr. Edward McMillan, who normally will provide these sound effects like that, the eh, and the ding. Well, we can just say eh, and <laughs> ding. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yes, we can. <laughs> and uh, and he's currently at home uh, enjoying a well-deserved day off this New Year's Day. Um. All right. Here's one. Which. And we'll talk about this later if we have time, because we are kind of eating up the time here. But uh, we still got we still got some time. Which company mm-hmm. formally changed its name last year to distance itself from its disastrous merger with a giant dot com? T- uh, time Warner. Correct. AOL Time Warner, which used to be AOL and Time Warner, are now just known as Time Warner. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk a bit about that. Vanity Fair magazine has three barn burner great. Mm-hmm great um articles in this current issue that i want to talk about and one of them is about this disastrous merger between gerald levin who was the honcho at time life and steve case the man at aol who made this possible it's a very it's a fascinating article in fact Mm. instead of going out and carousing on new year's eve i was reading this article and it's uh among other things do you have any idea how different that was from my new year's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See what did you do for New Year's? I,
0: I I don't think I'm allowed to say on the air.
1: But well, okay. I, I was, I was well, in okay Chico then. and uh say no more. Say no more. Chico. Chico, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I was a student back here in the old days, Chico had quite a reputation. It 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 still does. And I remember when I went off to med school seeing seeing national news coverage of cars in flames <laughs> in Chico, California. And how there was an effort to stop the students from drinking too much alcohol, which probably was a good idea.
0: It, it hasn't changed a single thing. One of my friend's cars actually two Halloweens ago got flipped over in the middle of downtown. Well, they
1: had a thing called Pioneer
0: Week, which yeah. I believe has been canceled. That now. was that was canceled. It was a big holiday. It was a drunk... I
1: was there. It was quite an affair. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Back to the quiz and serious news items. Uh, yes, we and, and we would like to point out to our listening audience, we do not condone carousing and getting drunk when you're a college student. Of course not. No. All right. Uh, our, okay, here's a quote. Who said it? Who said this? Our spiritual enemy... Will only be defeated if we come in the name of Jesus. Mm. Oh, wasn't that a general?
0: It was a general. Uh, You're warm. What's the, it was not Joint Chiefs of Staff. I know, but it was it was someone You're who was. You're warm. You're close. He
1: was on Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah, it's Lieutenant General William Boykin, head of the Pentagon's anti-terrorist task force. Mm. We're going to talk in the next two weeks a little bit more about Lieutenant General Boykin, who I think the public does not know much about. But should know more about. Was
0: that the guy? Was that the general who orchestrated the war games that they they sank the battleships and then refloated
1: them? Did, did you ever hear that story? I have heard that story, and I don't know whether Boinkin's behind that. But that's that's an old old. I mean, you know, back in the '80s when they used to hold war games and people were arguing about defense expenditures and why should we spend all these money for you know. For example, aircraft carriers, Americans love aircraft carriers. We love showing aircraft carriers with landing on aircraft. Our, our chief executive, executive loves, landing, loves landing, landing on them. He plays dress up. right, and we, we like to ship them around. We put them around the world as a show of U.S force. But other countries, like the Soviet Union in the height of the Cold War, mm-hmm. had, I believe, exactly one aircraft carrier. They felt that aircraft carriers cost a huge amount of money, and if ever got to a hot war, they were going to go to the bottom really quickly. Mm-hmm. They figured best to spend the money elsewhere. Plus, they're a land-based empire. They didn't need to be at sea. So they they saved a lot of money by not building all these aircraft carriers. Well, the U.S. likes aircraft carriers, and they wanted to say that we need them. So they would have these war games. And, yes, about 15 minutes into every war game, a simulation on the computer, the carrier was on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, they would routinely refloat them them. and and continue with the war games because (laughs) it didn't look bad. I mean, just it wasn't not a good thing for public relations. (laughs) Um, All right, right, uh, we mentioned Vanity Fair. There's another, the one uh, I just talked about, the article, which we'll get back to on AOL Time Warner. Another article here entitled Double Exposure About Ambassador Joseph C. Wilson and His Wife, CIA Operative Valerie Plain. We're very pleased to have had Ambassador Wilson on this program a few months back. Yet another reason to listen to Radio Parallels. Yet another reason to listen to public affairs broadcasting here on KDVS, ladies and gentlemen. And the ambassador was good enough to say that he would come back on the program a few months from now as things develop. Well, things are continuing to develop. Yesterday, Sacramento B, page one, special counsel to probe leak. Ashcroft removes himself from Justice Department inquiry from the Knight-Ritter newspapers. Attorney General John Ashcroft on Tuesday bowed out of the politically charged investigation into who leaked the name of a covert CIA officer. He's appointed a um, Mr. Patrick Fitzgerald, U.S. attorney in Chicago, is going to probe the the leaker. And apparently it's focusing in on someone in the White House. The fact that Hmm. Ashcroft has uh, disqualified himself is seen by experts as saying that, well, it's obviously centering on someone Ashcroft himself is close to. He must remove himself from the issue. And I guess that, uh, of course, it's still being done by the Justice Department. it's The the, the, the Deputy uh, Attorney General, I think, Mm -hmm. is overseeing this. And Democrats are calling for an outside special prosecutor. We'll we'll see what develops. This is a very this is still a very big story with a potentially a very big footprint in the coming election um, electoral year of two thousand and four, which we're now in.
0: Now 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 Doug, I, I'm no constitutional scholar. I, I'm no Ann Coulter. <laughs> but last time I checked, uh-huh. Revealing the name of a CIA operative to the press. And endangering her life and her staff and an ongoing operation is, I think, defined as, survey says, treason.
1: It can be. Uh, There are certainly several laws against it. I would recommend, again, which isn't it kind of weird that we have to go to Vanity Fair magazine (laughs) and hard-hitting investigative pieces? Uh, this isn't really that hard-hitting an investigative piece, but it's certainly a good summary of what's what's happened to date with Ambassador Wilson. He's got is- a picture of here. He was actually the last person, as we said in our program, to speak with Saddam before the first mm-hmm. Gulf War. Um yes, if you if you have an illegal if you have a covert operation, which apparently his wife, Valerie Plame was running, a covert operation for anti-terrorism, then yes, to reveal the name of an of a, an agent who is, you know, under undercover is uh, potentially going to wreck the whole operation
0: and I believe that treason is also an impeachable offense
1: um, if George Bush had, had done it done it yes but I'm're quite certain that George I'll, I'll say this I'm quite certain George didn't do this one. yeah but Carl Rove that's another <laughs> story his boy genius the the, the man who uh, many people think is the uh, the guy that really directs George Bush may, may well be the guy. Ambassador Wilson certainly at first said he thought he was. He's backed off from that a bit, but perhaps in February or March, as this continues to heat up, he will be good enough to return to our program and talk to you, the KDVS listening audience, uh, directly as to what's happening.